every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah, big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. Time for a little uh, What's Going On Today, brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st Century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Ready to roll, Gordo? I am ready. Of course, we've got a big one coming up on Friday, BYU-Boise State. Uh, We'll talk kind of a lot about it here and what's going on. Let's start with David Nixon, who was on with DJ and PK. It's time to welcome in David Nixon right now, BYU TV football analyst. Now, if you were playing, how useless would you be in the rest of your life with this game looming on Friday night? 100%. This is BYU Super Bowl this year, honestly. This is the big one. If BYU lose this one, then they're definitely not in talks for New Year's Six. And all the haters can say, yeah, we, we told you right. It's a huge game. And you've heard the terms tossed around, maybe the biggest game in Independence. Definitely one of the biggest games in Kalani's Takei's era. you got two teams that are great story programs. All this gets thrown into the pot, and next thing you know, you've got BYU Super Bowl this week. There you go. That was uh, David Nixon on with DJ and PK, and you know it is kind of BYU Super Bowl, I guess. Well, it uh, as we talked about with what I wrote with my column, it validates or it will wipe away uh, a lot of the good that BYU has been able to accomplish thus far. A lot of this stuff is perception too, and if it if it, this will be more of a rock solid statement on the part of the Cougars if they're able to to win this, then I, I think they do have a shot at the New Year's Six Bowl. And uh, I don't know uh, if that'll happen or not, but uh, if they beat Boise, then, then it adds value to the victories they've already had. And if they lose to them, this is the problem with playing this kind of schedule. And BYU is forced to play this schedule this time around. I get that. It's not their fault. But when you end up playing this these teams, then when you do have a game against a worthy opponent, now it's it's all on the line. It is all right there in the moment, and and I agree with what David Nixon said there absolutely. Well, I you know I really hope we see a really good football game. I do. I hope BYU rises to the occasion. I hope it's not one of those mm, let me th- those BYU like uh, remember when the Cougs were facing uh, TCU in two thousand and eight. And you knew both teams were really good, and uh, and BYU just got trounced. Remember that? Yep. Such a disappointing game. You know the same thing happened to Utah against TCU. And what was that? 2010 yes. when game day was uh, was at Rice Eccles Stadium. You know one of these where you think both teams are pretty good. It's one of those kind of well go out there and prove it type of games. Like you're going up against a real team. Uh, uh, you know, at that time, one of the few real teams that either BYU or Utah faced, and you get to go into that game and then just no-show, I mean, those are the worst, right? I mean, you can accept well, I, a loss if it's a well-played game and you go toe-to-toe with an employee. Of course, it's disappointing, but you just I just don't want to see one of those where they just don't show. I don't think that's going to happen, but we've seen it before. And you know what? I, I would like that for both teams because uh, Boise State is sort of in a similar situation. I mean, if they beat BYU, it'll be a, beating the ninth-ranked team in the country, 
and they have that Mountain West schedule to complete, uh, they're going to want every feather in the cap that they can have. And so there's pressure on them as well. But uh, And so I would like both of these teams to show what they've got and play to the absolute best of their abilities. And then we would really find out what was going on and how worthy these teams are. What, nothing wrong with that. I know fans, they want victory no matter how it comes. And, uh, but I, I, I want both teams to represent themselves well, and I want to see who's better. Yeah, I End do too. Story. Uh-huh. And I, I mean, I wish it wasn't played in the middle of the night, but they will have Friday all to themselves, so there should be, you know, some some national attention on there. I would guess it's on uh, it's on you Fox mean, Sports One. You mean a late night football game? I, it's unheard of. Not for Utah. They're at one thirty. Loving that. I know. Uh, Is it one thirty two? I think they moved it. It was initially two, uh, but uh, it uh, it now says one thirty. So. Yeah. It's one thirty on ESPN two, and um, BYU is going to be on FS one, so and obviously a seven forty five start time there. Whew. It's late, but yeah, it probably won't start until after that. Generally, don't you think they usually start a little bit after what the what the time is suggested to be? Well, are there are there two games Friday night on Big Fox, or on uh, on on FS one? Not sure. Uh oh, yes, there is. Uh, Miami NC State will be the first game. Starting at five thirty. If that's a close game, that means it'll probably be pushed back a little bit. I don't know. Maybe they'll start it up and and uh, join in progress or whatever. But, hey, uh, NC State's pretty good. That's a that's a nice night of football right there, Gordon. Hunker down the, and and watch uh, five and one Miami and four and two NC State and then BYU Boise State. Sign me up. That sounds terrific. When's the bad weather supposed to blow in? And is it headed for Boise as well? I mean, we usually do a weather report right off the, uh, top of the show, as, but. Uh, I mean, here in Utah, I think uh, the the bad weather is supposed to come in either it's late Saturday. Friday or early Saturday. Yeah. Boise yeah, is supposed so. to be uh, rainy and 50 degrees. Rainy. Hmm. Which would you rather play in, rain or wind? Oh, the the cliche answer is rain, right? All the everybody says, uh, oh, I could deal with the rain. It's the wind. Hey, I say that skiing. Man, you could you could <laughs> snow all day on me, and I'll be just fine. But that wind, when you're sitting on the ski lift and it goes just right through your coat, oh, yeah. this is the worst. Absolutely yeah. the worst. So I think I, uh, I they'd probably prefer rain. So getting back to what we were talking about, it would be nice if the weather weren't a factor. Uh, so Because we want to see both teams see what they can do. And uh, weather sometimes inhibits that. I hate it. I love NFL playoffs. But I, it really bothers me. When... Wait, hold, hold the phone. Hold on. I was, you know what? I was looking at Saturday for Boise. Friday. Let's see what time's kick time, Gordon. Sorry, I want to. I want to make sure we we get it accurate here. Eight uh, percent chance of rain. So oh. it'll be mostly cloudy, and the temperature at kickoff should be right around fifty-five degrees. Well, look at you. That's good news. Yeah, that's not terrible. Yeah. So maybe weather yeah. wouldn't be affected. Can you give us a report on the wind? I'm sure glad that I brought my long <laughs> sleeve down to this field. Uh, let's see, six miles an hour. Oh, okay. Well, that's all set up. Then. Coming from the northwest, in case you were interested. So let's see. Is, uh, is Albertson Stadium? Let's see, I think that goes, memory serves, I think that goes... North, north, south, doesn't it? 
Yeah, anyway. Uh, nobody cares about that, RJ. Tell us about the wind. <laughs> Amazing. I wonder how much punting will be uh, done in how situational. Much, uh, situational football? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Great question. But uh, I, I, I don't, you know, like I was saying, NFL playoffs, I love them. But when you see these games that are played in Pittsburgh in January or whatever, it's just frustrating because you want to see these guys uh, show what they can do. Not because I'm bored with efficient play the way you are, but uh, because I want to see what they what they're capable of doing, and I think sometimes that gets in the way. Okay, Let's it move. may indicate who the tougher hombres are, but it doesn't really necessarily translate to who the most talented are. Let's uh, move on to Hanson Scotty. They also talked about BYU Boise State. Uh, they were talking about it when news broke today. Let's get to it. The reason I feel confident in saying BYU can win this game, I don't have a lot of faith in Boise State's ability to stop BYU's run, and I think that BYU running the ball sets up Zach Wilson to throw the ball accurately, and I think that BYU puts up another 42, 44, 45-point game. Well, just as I said that about fans, huh, Boise State just tweeted out, pending permission from local health authorities, Boise State will allow a limited amount of full-time fee-paying students to attend Friday's game against BYU. Students must register in advance for a lottery, and registration closes today at 5 (laughs) o'clock. They want this game, don't they? That is – that'll be interesting. And I wonder now. The one thing about Boise State is that they have been really strict on COVID. And from what I was told by the Boise State people up there, is that that was a Boise State decision, not necessarily a local health decision. And, and, and people have heard my story. I had to get. They are not allowing. In fact, they prefer media get tested the day of to be allowed into the press box. Uh, they allowed me to get tested on a Thursday with a negative test so I could be in a game there on Saturday. So they said, we'll give you a 48-hour window, and you have to use the same testing company that Boise State uses, which Utah State does. The whole Mountain West Conference uses the same company. So they were really, really strict. And now all of a sudden, they're not just letting family and friends in. They're letting students into the game. Which means there will be a band. Yes. And there will be cheerleaders. And there will be, you know, there will be a, a, a quite a bit different environment than what we thought. That changes that changes quite a bit here. Uh, how get, much of this is you oh, get three thousand rowdy fans in there, and they can make some noise in that stadium. Okay, just for the sake of conversation, Scotty, this is the primo game on Fox Sports seven forty five local kick. It's the primo game. How much of this is Fox Sports going to Boise State and just saying, "Is there anything we can do to to juice this?" Very up? well, could. To juice up the whole look and the feel of it, you know, having the cheerleaders, having the band, having the fans, or or at least some of the student body. Is there anything we can do? Do, do networks? Do you think that they they step in on these kinds of conversations? I, or, or, or it would this, surprise me. Or is this Boise State front office saying, "Man, we hate BYU. What can we do? Get the governor on the line. Hey, how many fans can we get? Can we get students in here?" Can we get the band? We want the band in here. That band's practicing together. We'll put them in a, a corridor section, and nobody can get around them, and we'll let them play their trumpets. Bring in their little trombones and their trumpets. Can we get the 
can we get the the whole color guard in? And Lloyd just I don't know if that was on the air or not, but Lloyd just said, "What does that mean for visiting tickets?" Well, that's got to mean say that, that means you're not getting anything. No, that's got to mean that parents of BYU players have to. Have well, I would a hope that getting but a ticket. I would certainly hope that, but I don't think they're going to open up any allotment for say, "Oh, well, hey BYU, here's 500 you can go out and sell." <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine they'll do that. So, yeah, this took on an interesting turn here, and I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And in fact, the fact that they did this, what, 48 hours before the game, too. All right, there you go, Hanson Scotty. Uh, I, I definitely have an opinion on this, Gordon, but I will, I will allow you to please go first. What do you think about Boise in the 11th hour saying, yeah, let's let some fans in? I am absolutely sure, 100%, that there's no way that anybody, any power that is, would allow uh, students or any other fans in there unsafely. There is no way that football would become so important that they would put people's uh, well-being at risk. There is no freaking way that that would happen. What do you think? You saying this sarcastically? Uh, I I think this is hilarious. I think it's really funny. I think it's really funny that they hate BYU that much. <laughs> I I really do. I think it's really funny that they you you heard the the hoops that Scotty G had to jump through jump through just to call a football game up there. Oh, we're taking this uh, really seriously, and uh, we we are we are ruling with an iron fist. Wait, what? BYU game this weekend? Let the fans in! Let them in! <laughs> and in fact, they can't even use the excuse that uh, they want to make some money because they're only letting students in. This is just stupid. <laughs> this is it's just so funny. It's so funny. BYU's coming to town. Well, we got to win that football game. So uh, <clears throat> get the guy, like Hans said, get the governor on the horn. Not only do we have to win that game, but we, you know, we're putting at risk perhaps a New Year's Six bowl if uh, if if our team doesn't have the advantage. Uh, hey, money, insane? money, 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 money. I mean, there's just so much hypocrisy in the world. It's just hilarious. Yep. Yes, I was. We won't even we won't even let the janitors in the building for uh, for fear of of spreading. What what what? B- <laughs> BYU games back on. Let them in. Alert the students. <laughs> They're coming to the game. Let's see. How many students are there at Boise State? Are they on campus up there? (laughs) I'm sure sure they are. I'm sure they are. Some things are more important than others, Jake. And and for the record, I I think, you know, limited fan attendance in stadiums is is just fine. I I have no problem with that whatsoever. It's just the, the... the the nature of which people handle things and the priorities and how those magically shift overnight is just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yep, agreed on all counts. I mean, Crazy. you could you could take a you know sixty thousand seat stadium and put six thousand fans in and you know have assigned entrances and parking spots and all those sorts of things to mitigate <laughs> risk and I think it'll be just fine. But to go from you know ironclad, we won't even let anybody into the building. Uh, without getting their nose swabbed at least 15 times to <laughs> to open up the gates, bring in the fans. We got to beat BYU. Well, it's, I said money, 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 money. 
is is hilarious to me. And I wish it yeah, were about the money. It'd be it'd be more acceptable to me if it were about the money. It'd be less funny if they were like, "Oh, you know what? We're laying off people left and right. We got to get some fans in here. We got to got to keep the athletic department afloat." Nope that no, that has just, nothing to do with it. It's it's you, all you about misread, beating the Cougars. You misread what I said. And the money that they were looking at is if they go to a New Year's Six Bowl. No, I hear you. I'm not disagreeing with you. In fact, yeah. for once, I think we actually agree on the hilarity yeah. of the hypocrisy. I'm not talking about the gate for this game and getting money out of that. No, I'm, I'm talking about the gate. I would be more comfortable if they used that as an excuse. Right. Because that if, wouldn't if, be uh, quite so hypocritical. It wouldn't be all about, college the Cougars. We've got to throw all of that stuff out the window because the Cougars are coming to town. Keeping people employed is a really good reason to try. So I wonder if when New Mexico or UNLV is playing Boise State, if they're going to let the fans no in fans. And the students in it. Nope. <laughs> so what they're going to do is they're going to learn their lesson from this game. And from that point on, they're going to say, well, we found out it was a little too risky, so we're not going to allow that anymore. <laughs> it's just, I'm sorry, Mr. Aggie's play-by-play guy. Uh, you're, uh, how, many, how, many, uh, how many negative tests did you have? 15? Not good enough. Nope. Sorry, you're gonna have to get ten more. Oh, BYU's coming to town. Oh, pfft, let everybody in. It's all good. <laughs> come on, yeah. Hey, come, on. Are, come on, come so, on. Some things are come as on. plain as the as plain as day, and that's one of them. Oh, I love this world you, of sports. You, you, you find out uh, exactly what's important to people. For uh, for the fine uh, folks up there at Boise State, it's beating BYU, which you know what? <laughs> awesome. This is that's why uh, I mean we're, I'm laughing at it and it's it's hilarious to me. But uh, this is a rivalry. It's why this game is fun. You know if 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 BYU, you know this the the saving grace. Well, not saving grace. That's too strong. But one of the benefits or the the fun things about Independence has been the development or, or furthering of this rivalry. Playing it every year has been great. Yeah, I agree. I think it's terrific. Uh, it is a rivalry, and uh, for 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 a bunch of reasons, and uh, how close the two schools are is is part of that. But uh, two programs that have uh, built themselves from the ground up, and built uh, built those reputations around the country, and here they are going at it. So, yeah, and and there's a lot on the line here because I think Boise State can win out in the Mountain West, and so if is BYU going to give him another blemish? We'll see. Uh, is this too juvenile of a transition, Gordon? Speaking of going at it, let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now is our good friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical yeah. Clinic. Is that too much, Andrew? Is that is that too seventh I that grade? Was beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. Let's it, seriously. Let's let's help our listeners. This is a. It's easy to giggle, you know, when when talking talking about this subject matter. Uh, but it's this is a really serious thing that a lot of guys face. This really is. If you're out there frustrated in the bedroom, a little bit of erectile dysfunction, you're probably seeing it get worse. That's my guess. Is Maybe a couple years ago, it came on a little bit, and it's progressively getting worse. That's very typical of the way ED works. Uh, You've got some blood flow problems. X-rays show that the blood vessels in this part of the body, they're tiny to begin with, even when you're, you know, 20 years old. And as we age, they get a little clogged, uh, they die, and that is what's causing the erectile dysfunction. Now, our treatments, the acoustic wave therapy, they open up and regrow those blood vessels by 
agitating them a little bit with the pressure waves. They regrow and kind of trick the body into healing itself. So when the timing is right in the bedroom, you get more blood flow. That's what ED is. It's the lack of blood flow. And here's the big takeaway. No pills, no injections, no surgery. It's that normal and natural function like it was in your younger years. And that's got to be the the big draw to this, right, Uh, Andrew? Turn back the clock, you know, get the spontaneity back. Turn back the clock. Uh, The study that Cambridge recently did, they took a bunch of guys uh, from age 20 to age 80 with all kinds of different health conditions, and that's exactly what happened. They got more blood flow. They got back to function like it was in uh, their younger years, and they did it without the pills. So this is a game changer for uh, erectile dysfunction. The American Urological Association called it revolutionary. So we got a lot of evidence out there that we really can regrow blood vessels. 801-901-8000. Get on that schedule. Go see the doc and uh, a lot of stuff for free right now. Yes. Uh, call us now. We're going to do the assessment with the doctor for free, the exam, the blood flow ultrasound. So you can get the information that you need. And you may say, you know what? Treatments are not for me. Thanks for the info. That's it. This is no obligation. You're coming in, you're meeting with a professional, finding out if you're a good candidate for this. We'll throw in a little special gift uh, just for making the trip that produces instant results in the bedroom. We're also um, doing free testosterone to new patients right now. That's a really cool and quite a valuable offer, in fact. It's all free. Give us a call. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Well, more coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Stay tuned. We've got Christian Cox coming up at 4. David Locke jumps on with us at 5. And today's a good day to have David on, Gordon, because some uh, details uh, about the NBA's uh, plan uh, to start next season are kind of trickling out today. Um, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reported about an hour ago, uh, the NBA PA is holding team calls today, sharing with players details of a proposed agreement with the NBA that includes a December 1st start to camps, three preseason games and discussions on a salary escrow for players in the range of 18% for the next two years. Hmm. So, yeah, okay. So you said camps open December 1st? That's that's the plan, apparently. Hmm. Uh, now it has to be approved and uh, scrutinized, I'm sure, by the players, but... It looks like that's uh, that's kind of what they're they're waving around. Uh, Bobby Mar- so check, check, check me if I'm wrong on this, but it's November fourth today. So it'd be less than a month. And they still have to have uh, a draft and free agency period. Could be a wild few weeks here, Gordo. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It, it, uh, this all sounds great to me. I'd scrap the preseason games. Who cares? 
Yeah, I agree with that. Just start. Maybe one. Maybe have one. Maybe one. It feels like a waste of time yeah. to me. I mean, preseason games feel more like a luxury than a necessity to me in the NBA. Yes, now maybe I'm maybe I'm that. way off, but that I don't. If I don't you're think way that's... off, we're way off together. Yeah. Because I I couldn't agree more. Uh, let's see. Bobby Marks uh, adds this. Gordon says 18 percent escrow uh, in 2021 would withhold roughly 720 million dollars from the players. That does not include reduced pay uh, based on less games played. A player like Steph Curry could see his $43 million salary reduced to $31 million, factoring escrow and fewer games played. Okay, so I have a question about that. Do you know when this escrow idea first appeared? Oh, I think it's been around forever. Has it? Yeah. Players it was always... all... It was, and it was always in case there was some sort of something that was going on that would cause the need for it? No, 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 no. Um, they, they've always done escrow because nobody knows for sure what the revenue is going to be. And players oh, okay. actually get paid based on percentage of revenue and not okay. necessarily total. So the escrow goes in. So sometimes players get a check back from the league after it's all said and done, uh, yeah, okay. and they never owe though that's that's the thing the the players never have to cut a check back to the league they get paid what they get paid so it's always been based on uh sort of a uh, a running scale of uh of, of profits right so so when you see the reported value of contracts like wow this is going to be a 200 million dollar contract that's mm-hmm. that's a theory <laughs> that that's okay if you know projections are accurate so it could actually be okay. more, or it, it could actually be less, depending on what the the overall revenue is. Okay, so I th- so I thought it was tied to, you know, more severe undulation. No, but it's uh-uh. always just depending upon what the revenue is. Correct. That that's exactly okay. right. And and when COVID hit, the the players agreed to up the escrow even last year, and I can't remember what percentage they came at, but they they immediately went to a higher escrow number because they knew. I mean, you, they were going to lose revenue. Right. But but uh, let, let's say that last year was a normal year. Uh, the players probably wouldn't be getting a whole lot of money back from their escrow account because of what happened overseas with the Daryl Morey thing in China, which was going to make the the overall revenue less than what was projected. Well, yeah, which which was no nowhere near as severe as I thought it was going to be, actually, when I first heard about it. Well, is that true, or are we just comparing it to the overall losses? <laughs> you, oh, you compare man. it to the COVID shutdown, and you go, oh, well, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. But I'm just using that as an example of how the system usually works. So this this makes a lot of sense. Uh, even, uh, you know, Locke was right on the money the other day when he was on with Hanson Scotty when he was throwing out the numbers of percent escrow. This this falls right into the range which he was talking about. So Chris Paul and Michelle Roberts probably are, are going to the, the, the players and saying, OK, 18 percent. We start in December. That's a lot better than 40 percent and starting in right. January. Do do other leagues have similar provisions? Uh, that's know? that's a good question because I'm obviously most familiar with the NBA's uh, collective bargaining agreement. Well, I, w- just, I would guess a- that any capped sport, it's similar. Well, it seems like a good idea. Uh, and I haven't checked out every bit of it. But it's because if it is in excess, then, then, uh, then the, the, you know, the players are okay. And uh, I don't know. That just seems like a good safety measure. 
Eric's telling us uh, the NFL is in escrow this year as well. 35% of salary for the NFL. So similar wow. similar way to go. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 certainly the, the fair way to go about it. Um, yeah, this offseason is going to be this this offseason is going to be nuts. So so let's assume do they do th- the do 18. You think, do, do you think do you think percentages like that are fair to the players that make less? Uh, well, we explain what you're asking me a little bit. If, if you were, if you were to lose like, uh, 18% of your, of your income, is that more damaging to someone who makes, uh, a couple, two, three million a year versus somebody that makes 20 million a year, even though the numbers are, are much greater for the higher p- paid player, uh, you know, for a player who is scraping by on a mere 3 million. So you you're know? you're making an argument against a flat tax. Is that what you're asking <laughs> just, me? Is, no, no, is, are, I, no. Are I flat don't even, tax I, is bad. Is that what you're saying? I'm not. I'm not making an argument. I because I, I don't even know. I'm asking you a question. Uh, is that? Let's see. Uh, well, what uh, what would what would twenty percent of three million be? Well, the answer to your question is, of course. I mean, is does losing twenty uh, percent of your salary for somebody who makes a hundred grand gonna hurt more than somebody that makes a million? Of course, it's basic math. Even though the numbers are much higher in the second case. Yes, uh-huh. that, that yes, was just correct. taken away. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but it is uh, simple math because it's a, uh, it's uh, it's what it's nine hundred thousand versus you know eighteen million. The numbers still stack up. Yeah, do you think Jeff Bezos even notices when he pays taxes? No. <laughs> the reason I even bring this up is because I had a conversation about it earlier today about taxes in general. Yeah. And, the unfairness and, and, of flat flat what, taxes, which are bringing into uh, our escrow conversation. Well, is, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It's, it's sort of the, the same principle. Boy, thanks, how. thanks for that. So, you think NBA minimum <laughs> players should have a lower escrow than LeBron? I'm just bringing it up as a possibility. Uh, okay. Does that sound too radically liberal? Um, to I, tax I don't the rich and to uh, to to give the the uh, the poor players, if you want to call them that, uh, a bit of a break. Um, I don't know. I I don't feel like it's a, a appropriate comparison in this case. How so? Um, because within the union, I think it should be the same amongst all union members. That's kind of the purpose of a union. Okay, I was just—I uh, don't know—I just had the—I uh, was just feeling for and the I don't think less fortunate. Any of these guys are are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think any of these guys are are going to be hurting all that much. And by the way, going into an escrow, they're eventually going to get it, depending on how much revenue the league makes. So yeah, I, was just uh, I, I don't being think negative and and assuming it was going to be down. I don't think. Uh, well, I think I'm assuming it's it's going to be down too, but by how much? But I I don't think that uh, uh, that that argument oh, that these situations are necessarily all that comparable. Okay. But if you're asking me, does uh, paying five percent tax because we have flat hat tax in Utah is paying a five percent tax her or a little bit harder for somebody who makes fifty grand as opposed to somebody who makes a hundred grand? Yeah. 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 
That was the original question. But uh, I think that's uh, applicable to this situation. No, I don't. Okay. I'm sorry, I interrupted your chain of thought. Train <laughs> no, what, of thought. I what just don't you... know. Why... We just go down what? some of the most random directions. What? I was talking to someone else about that earlier today, so it was on my mind. We we're talking about how how punitive a ta- percentage of attacks is on people who are uh, of a wide spectrum of income. That's all. Yeah, but we're not talking about taxes. We're talking yeah, about NBA just, players' expert. I know, but. I know, but it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's a person. Well, it, well, all right. Doesn't matter. It's a, if it, in a da- if in a down year when the profits weren't going to be where everybody would want them to be, uh, then then it could be punitive to the players. Evenly punitive to the players. Right, and my I know, and the whole idea of what I was bringing up is: should it be even, or should? The wealthier carry a heavier burden. It should be even because we're not talking about taxes. We're talking about escrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As you were. All right, uh, comrade. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to more. <laughs> we'll get to more coming up next. Stay tuned. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and uh, in 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Christian Cox coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Can I tell you uh, real quick, Gordon, we don't need to dwell on this, but can I tell you uh, what frustrated me today? Sure. So uh, the golf.com, which I think is golf magazine, right? Uh, They sent out a list of the top 100 courses in the United States. Okay. And something frustrated you? I flipped through the whole darn thing. And not a single course from Utah? Not a single course from Utah. How is that possible? We have incredible golf and beautiful, gorgeous golf courses. How is it possible that we don't have one in the top 100 in the U.S.? That's crazy. It is crazy. I would disagree with that. But I'm more frustrated that I flipped through the entire thing. No, and, and, and by the way, you see all these random states that have like five of them that that shouldn't. I mean, how how can the state of Wisconsin have like five world class golf courses when you can only play golf in Wisconsin for about three weeks? <laughs> That's not true. It's so dumb. Minnesota had a bunch of them. It's like, oh, come on, <laughs> Wisconsin. They got cows grazing over the fairways. Uh, there were even some some like uh, Idaho had one, at least one. Uh, do you want to know what number one was? Just uh, just to satisfy your curiosity. Was it uh, private or public or both? Oh, I'm assuming most of these are public or uh, are private, but I have no. So idea. was it uh, Cypress Point? It was Pine Valley. Pine Valley. In Pine Valley, New Jersey, built 1918. Okay. okay. Yeah, uh, number two, Cypress Point. Which I think should have been way down the list just because of the state it's in. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, we every every. I don't know what that's the greatest meaning of land and sea. Every everything from California is automatically overrated. 
What's what else is up there? Where's where's Pebble? Uh, Shinnecock Hills is number three. Oh yeah, that's in that's Southampton, cool. New York. Mm. National Golf Links of America is number four. Also, where's that? Also in Southampton, New York. Which is apparently, oh. a heck of a place to play golf. Uh, Oakmont is number five. Oakmont in Oakmont, Western Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, Augusta National is number six. Uh, number seven, Sand Hills in Mullen, New England. Number eight, Marion East in Ardmore, Pennsylvania. Okay. Number nine, Fisher's Island. Fisher's Island, New York. Unaware of that one. And number 10, uh, Pebble Beach. Again, I would have bumped that way down the list. <laughs> okay. Built in Nothing. 1919. Oh, and then uh, uh, Pinehurst, number two, uh, comes in at 11 in Pinehurst, North Carolina. I, uh, I, I, uh, Jay, I hope I'm not misattributing this, but I thought Jay said that that was one of the most disappointing courses he'd ever played or overrated courses. Pinehurst number two? Yeah. I've so, been to Pinehurst, but I have not played number two. I walked all through the, the clubhouse and hung out a while, but did not really get out on number two. So my old man goes to, to Pinehurst every year with his fraternity buddies? Uh-huh. And they've never played number two. They've, I think they've played like every other one. Pinehurst number four was on here, but a little further down the list. Pinehurst is like uh, Disneyland for golfers. I mean, there are a zillion golf courses down there, and it's 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 a cool place if you like to play golf. You know, that course was those courses were built on sand, and that's why they have those rounded greens, mounded. You know, they're like a yeah. mound. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's cool. So anyway, I, I found that uh, that list, and I, I thought, God, well, what? Utah's got to have one, whether it's if like were, Glenn Wilde or the Country yeah. Club or something. Wh- I don't which know. One, which one are you going to nominate? Well, I don't know, because I haven't played them all. I've played Glenn Wilde, and it's amazing. Uh-huh. Or or one of those uh, two courses up at Promontory. I got to play one. I'm trying to remember which one I played. But it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then there's, you know, some of those uh, some of those courses down south in St. George. like. There's some like Entrada or or uh, what am I thinking of down there? Sand Hollow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You think courses? there'd be something? Those are nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think so. It, it's all up to the way, you know. I mean, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And what, did they list what they were using for criteria? Uh, I don't know. You, you no. expect me to to read this thing? I'm just looking at the list. <laughs> I, if you're going to include scenery. And all of that stuff, then you got to have a course from Utah in there somewhere. Well, maybe I'll look yeah. at top 50 in the West. They have another list. But then I have to go through another 50 golf courses. <laughs> and then you're really going to be ticked because there's not going to be one there on there either. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, it doesn't man. say it doesn't say uh, what their criteria was. Well, if it does your heart any good, at least uh, you know the ski resorts in Utah were well represented in the top five. I think there were a couple of them. Oh, good. Well, there should be. Mm-hmm. Skiing around here is world class. None of this Colorado garbage. I saw a list of uh, best national parks recently too, and there were. Uh, well, half the country's national parks are in this state, so I'm bound to make. <laughs> that's what the that's what the author said. He said, "Why don't they just make all of Utah a national park?" You know, they come close already. Um, all right, so th- there's why I was frustrated today, Gordon. So sorry, just a little. We were a little short in this segment, so I thought I'd. I'd <laughs> air that to you. But I am surprised that we don't have a course on the list because there's some just incredible golf around here. 
Uh, yeah. Let's jump out of the zone phone. Joining us now, uh, speaking of uh, people being frustrated, our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. And uh, but, uh, there are a lot of guys out there frustrated with some issues they're having in the bedroom. Yes, there are. Uh, we had a 77-year-old gentleman in our clinic the other day um, had erectile dysfunction for, I think, 10 years, pills, injections. I mean, he did it all and very frustrated, did our treatments and got back to a point what he mentioned like his late 40s. So that was an example of what we see every day in here. Guys struggling with ED, they're taking pills, may or may not be working, but definitely causing side effects. And they get back to a state of normal. That's what our acoustic wave therapy does. FDA registered, clinically proven to open up blood vessels. And when we get the blood flowing properly in the bedroom, You'll be amazed at what can happen. Really, Wasatch Medical is improving relationships, getting the love back in the bedroom, and eliminating the frustration and the need to take the pill. That's, I mean, that's amazing. And you guys have a lot of really cool science you've been talking about uh, a lot, too, to back this up. It's been studied a lot, and it works. Yeah. we uh, When we first um, came on with you guys, Jake, I think there was 12 clinical studies. Yeah. Um, that was maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, there are now 40. Wow. So you can go to the science page at wasatchmedicalclinic.com, and you could spend weeks reading about this technology. Cambridge is on there, the American Urological Association, and they all basically conclude the same thing. We can regrow blood vessels. This is, um, this is a breakthrough for erectile dysfunction, probably the future of treatment for ED, and we do it without the pills. 801-901-8000. That's the number to call, 801-901-8000. And you'll get in to see the doctor and uh, get a lot of other stuff too, right? Yes. If you're ready to put a stop to the ED, uh, call us today. We're giving away a lot for free, the assessment, the exam. Spend 30 minutes with a medical doctor. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound. It's all free. Um, we'll throw in a little special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. That is worth the trip. And uh, keep in mind that um, we just added uh, new patients get free testosterone. So a little bit, you know, if you're feeling a little bit lethargic, um, maybe a lack of drive and energy, we have that covered too. Call us now. It's all free. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. Gordon, real quick before we go to break. You still there? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I opened up uh, their top 50 golf courses in the West, and there yes. are two Two Utah golf courses on this two? list. Two. What were they? One at 26, Sand Hollow in Hurricane, okay. Utah. Mm. Hurricane. And then uh, all the way down at 46, Victory Ranch in Camas, oh, yeah. which I have yeah. never played. I've played Sand I Hollow, have. and it's amazing. Victory yeah. Ranch, though, I have not played. Oh, it's beautiful up there. So there you go. All right. Well, at least we're represented on that list. I'm glad you feel a little less frustrated. I do. Uh, Okay, we'll have more coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.